Welcome to the Crunch Time Instagram Live Podcast, hosted by me, Benjamin Bullock. This podcast features nothing but real talk analysis and conversations about sports, entertainment, news, and much more. Now, strap in and buckle your seatbelts because it's time for Crunch Time. What's happening, y'all? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Welcome to episode three, season two of the Crunch Time Instagram Live Podcast, hosted by your boy, Benjamin Bullock. Hope all is well. With y'all on today, this January the 20, 21st, or the Wednesday in 2021, hope all is well with y'all. Uh, so for tonight's show, I'm really excited about, man, I got my guy, a uh, nine-year NFL veteran, Darius Butler, uh, played two seasons with the New England Patriots, that's who he was drafted by, played one season with the Carolina Panthers, and also finished out his career with the Indianapolis Colts for six seasons. Um, so for, the, for, for those who are listening for your first time, this is the Crunch Time Instagram Live Podcast, where I give you nothing but real talk, real analysis about sports, uh, news, politics, entertainment, creative, um, in the creative business, or whatever the case may be, whatever we're talking about, literally about anything, we give you real conversation, I bring in real guests to talk about uh, whatever I have planned. So like I said, for this week, we have, not, we have the NFL rolling on this week, obviously with, you know, with the championship games happening between the Bills and the Chiefs for the AFC and also on the NFC side, we have the Buccaneers and the uh, and the Green Bay Packers. So I'm really excited about to bring Darius on. Like I said, he's one of the top analysts in the in the industry right now. He's the co-host of the Man to Man podcast with Antoine Bethea, who was actually on this podcast this podcast last season. And he also hosts a show called Everything DBs. Darius, what's cracking, man? What's happening, man? Appreciate no, you man, having me, bro. No, thank you for gracing me with your presence, bro. Keep it real. And you can also teach a whole bunch of people a whole bunch of stuff about football. Said, listen to all these talking heads out here, man. They really don't know nothing about the game, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm with it. Always yeah, down for that. Uh, appreciate it, bro. How you doing, man? You down in there in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, right? Yeah, I'm down. I'm up here in Boynton, actually. I live in uh, up in Palm Beach, but uh, nope. originally from Fort Lauderdale. So yeah, I'm down here, down here in Florida. I, I heard you talking about Texas, man. Y'all, 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 wide open out there. <laughs> Hey, bro, hey, hey, you got your own wrist down here, bro. You can go to clubs, you go to the bar. <laughs> if you if you sick, that's on you, man. You, you know, you just got to just gotta stay low or just kind of make moves. So, for me, man, I've just been kind of staying in the crib. I got a one-and-a-half-year-old at the crib, and I got a wife, so I can't be really taking no risks like that. You know what I mean? I feel that. Yeah, I actually I actually even caught COVID, too, so, you know, that still didn't even work. But, luckily, I was able to bounce back with no problem. Glad to hear that, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's hop into this thing, man. So, man, first and foremost, man, let's let's take a quick look at this week's this weekend's championship games. We've got the AFC and the NFC. Let's kick it off with the AFC, man, between the Chiefs and the uh, and the and the Bills, man. Definitely a great matchup. Uh, two teams. I mean, the Bills are definitely familiar with. So, what you think about that matchup, man? Yeah, man. Uh, two young guns on that side. You know, the AFC. Obviously, Josh Allen this this year. Um, you know, it was incredible the jump he's made since coming into the league, and um, you know how he performed this year, kind of at an MVP level. And then uh, obviously bringing Diggs over, Stephon Diggs. You know, he's been trouble since he got there for defenses, right. man. You know, getting healthy down the stretch, having John Brown back in there. Um, and then the job that that they've been doing on the defensive side of the ball towards the end of the season, especially with Leslie Frazier. Um, mm -hmm. They got a bunch of smart guys back there, man. A bunch of guys who have played a lot of downs. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Trey White. That's what I say, Trey White. Yeah, Wallace, like Trey yeah, White. Wallace mm -hmm. is coming along. Mm -hmm. um, Levi Wallace, you know, yep. Mm -hmm. Yep, poor year and high. Mm -hmm. So that's so important um, on defense, you know, being able to communicate, being able to adjust, especially against, um, you know, a team like the Chiefs. And then obviously mm -hmm. on the Chiefs side, um, you know, you got – 
you know, damn near un unstoppable offense, you know, with the weapons that they have when they're all healthy. I expect Mahomes to be out there. Um, am a little concerned about his uh, his toe. I'm more concerned yeah. about his toe. Honestly, I am about uh, the concussion or anything like right. that. I think he'll be fine from that standpoint. But, um, you know, with his toe, because he does a lot of things kind of off script. You know, he makes unbelievable plays. And the plays that are on script with Andy right. Reid and Eric Bieniemy dialing it up, it's, uh, you know, every defense got their hand for um, – Defense side of the ball, championship, you know, championship defense. They figured it out down the stretch last year. Guy mm -hmm. like Honey Badger leading the way. Yep. Um, you know, he can always figure it out again. So um they, they kind of did a good job early last week stopping that run against the Browns, kind of made them get away from it. Mm -hmm. So um I, I feel like um, you know, the Bills don't necessarily have a run game and uh, that may hurt them, but yeah, I think in this one it's gonna be a good one. I'm leaning towards Buffalo, man. I'm leaning towards Are you gonna Buffalo. take Buffalo? They I'm leaning towards Buffalo, man. Okay. I, I'm gonna have my pick. I'm putting my picks out tomorrow, <laughs> my official picks. But uh, and I was undefeated last week, by the way. Okay. Uh, picking them uh, straight up and against the spread, but uh, so I'll let you know for sure tomorrow. But I'm probably leaning that way. Okay. Okay. So what do you? So you think? So the Chiefs beat them earlier this year. Do you think that plays a factor in this matchup this time around, or no? I mean, it definitely matters just because it's, it's one thing to watch film on guys, but it's completely different to, um, you know, actually be on the field, you know, with a Tyreek Hill or with a Stephon Diggs and really, you know, fill them. And, and, and you know, the, the quarterbacks, the different quarterbacks playing against these guys. Um, the weather was a little factor last mm -hmm. time they played. Uh, we'll see how that turns out this weekend. But um, it, it definitely matters just like in the NFC side. It matters just because you know the guys a little better. But right. at this point in the season – both of these teams, both sides, both championship games, they met up back in week six. Mm -hmm. But in this point in the season, you know, you're in the championship round, they're completely different teams at this point. So, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a whole new ball game. Right, right. This is Darius Butler, nine-year NFL veteran, straight out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, second-round pick out of the UConn Huskies. Uh, I think they were y'all with the Big East at the time, right? And when you got drafted? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what the man. hell we in now, man. But, uh, <laughs> I, think back in, I think y'all back in the AAC? A Big East? I don't know. I forgot. I don't know what y'all have in football now. <laughs> yeah, so let's turn yeah. our attention to um it's trouble to over the, here. Yeah, let's, let's turn our attention to the NFC, man. Another uh, two teams that played each other in the regular season. We got the Packers and Tampa Bay, man. So what do you think about that matchup? Yeah, so when they met each other in the regular season, um, you know, obviously Tampa, Tampa smacked them. You know, had A-Rod looking bad. Probably the only bad game he had yeah. this year. Mm -hmm. um, they got after him early, um, turned him over, making plays. Um you know, obviously, I was down in Tampa, so I, it was 88 degrees back then. Yeah. It's a whole different ball <laughs> yeah. game, new yeah. team, new game. But, um, you know, as a defense, especially for – it's a lot of young guys on that Tampa team. So, having that uh, extra confidence that you already performed against this quarterback, this team, you've already excelled, that'll play div pay dividends. And then you got Brady, who's, you know, the postseason, the, the NFL GOAT when it comes to this quarterback thing in the big mm -hmm. games. So, it's tough to, tough to count them out in that team. If that defense shows up, um, they they, they they're really tough to beat. Brady and that offense have they got to play better though. They didn't have a good game last game against the Saints. Right. You know they definitely uh, took advantage of the opportunities they were given by, to their defense from their defense. Uh, but as far as the the Green Bay side, man, ooh, they they gonna be tough to beat. They are gonna yeah. be tough to beat. A Rod had a had an MVP year, and yeah. then Aaron Jones, you know, he slept on. Uh, but, you know, they ran the ball down the number one scoring defense throat last week, and that was their really their key to success was being able to run that ball. And then once you have that running game going, you're getting Aaron Rodgers easy completions throughout the game. Easy money, yeah. 
you know, late in the third, fourth quarter, like it's tough for that deep that deep coordinator to make any type of calls. It's tough for, you know, safeties and linebackers to, right. you know, do I honor this run? Do I get back and help my DBs out? So it's tough, man. Um, AJ Dillon got in there. He, he he's a nice yeah. addition to the team. Obviously, Tunyon. Obviously, a lot of attention goes to Adams, but they got right. some other uh, guys yeah. who can step up and make plays. So um, battle battle the two 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 of the goats over there on that side. Um, another toss up. Um, I'm leaning. I'm leaning a certain way. I got my cousin, my young cousin, played yeah. for the for the Packers, Randy Ramsey. Okay. So uh, I'm I'm gonna probably go with the I'm gonna probably go with the Pack on that one. Okay, okay. Now you mentioned like there's two goats in this game, but you played with one of them. Uh, I played against him a lot, and you were his teammate in Tom Brady, man. So, you know, what's it like to be a teammate of him, to play against him, to prepare with him, and just be in the same locker room with him? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, he he's the goat, hands down. Yeah. You know, I don't think yeah. it's a debate uh, when it comes to that. But um, you know, just been his been his teammate, obviously. Um. You know, he, he had been in the league for a while by the time already multiple Super Bowl champs by the time I got there. So he was one of the guys that I looked up to. So it was like, wow, you know, it was kind of starstruck, you know, coming to mm -hmm. training camp. We come in early as rookies um, and then you're making plays, you're doing certain things. And then the coach is like, hey, man, you know, it's going to be different when 12 get here. It's going to be different when 12 and 81 show up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Whatever. You know, you start feeling yourself. You're making plays against, you know, Julian Edelman and Brian yeah. Hoyer and rookie minicamp. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, 12 showed up. And at that time, he had the long hair. Yeah, yeah, the locks going like, at that you know, time. One of the yeah. moments, like, yeah, it was, it was <laughs> one of the moments, like, damn, like, I'm really out here with, with, with Tom Brady. Like, this is really my teammate. Yeah. And um, I actually got a pick on him at training camp, and they had a whole write-up at the crib. Uh, Sun Sentinel had a whole write-up for a pick yeah, in that's practice. What's up. But, uh, yeah, it, it was – it was dope, though, man. Just been his teammate. He was he was honestly one of the guys, man. He was one of the guys. Um, he was held to the same standard, held accountable, just like everybody else by Bill Belichick. Mm -hmm. You know, showed up to work, pushed everybody. Um, every day was a level of a standard of excellence just around that building in general. And, and uh, obviously, when your best player carries that to torch, he works mm -hmm. hard, he shows up every day in the front of the meet room, first person in the building taking notes. Like, that's the example that's set. And then once you get out on that field, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he's the ultimate competitor. He, yeah. he wants to be a perfectionist. He could be up 40 or down 15, he scored a touchdown. He's going to celebrate damn near the same way. Yeah. So, um, it, it, it was dope being his teammate, man. That's dope, man. That's dope, man. So, first of all, man, you know, you do a great job uh, breaking down games. And, you know, since you retired, you kind of shifted over to the media industry. You know, you break down games and you keep a real kind of like barbershop talk, but then you like yeah. educate people at the same time. That's what I really enjoy about your style of analyzing and breaking down games, because it's not like I'm watching like a, like a breakdown or like jaws or somebody or someone I might see on NFL access or something like that. Like, nah, like you keep it real. So, you know, what made you want to kind of, you know, get into the industry in terms of kind of have like your own, your own avenue when it comes to doing something like this? Uh, you know what? I never, I never saw, um, saw me getting into the media side of things. Um, mm -hmm. I, I always respected the media. And especially local media, it's tough for local media to, you know, continue to generate stories, you know, yeah. you're covering the same guys every day, every, you know, you got the national media. And I just felt like a lot of it, especially nowadays, a lot of it's just clickbait, man. It's just mm. like, I mean, let me just say some, some hot shit to get out there to get high <laughs> and get people talking about me. Let's stir up the same debates. Let's argue about, you know, LeBron and Jordan or this. Yeah, same like, stuff, it's the yeah. same stuff over and over. Um, so, you know, being at home and this year is actually when I started my podcast, I was doing yeah. some analyst stuff and things like that. And, um, just wanted to kind of just be a fresh voice, um, a real voice, 
Um, I was fortunate enough that I was in a position that I didn't have to really jump into one thing or another as soon as I got out of the league, you know, played yeah. for, for a minute, you know, did good with, you know, did good with my money and spent some time with, you know, my kids, family took away from yeah. everything. And then I'm like, all right, do I want to get the coaching? Do I want to get media? What I want to do? And then just being locked in in this pandemic, um, you know, I really was like, you know what? I got to start this podcast, man. Started a podcast with my man, Tuan Bethay. Um, I, I do, I started everything DB first with uh, my younger brother, Denzel Butler, and my boy, Max Martinez. Yeah. Uh, we started everything DB and that was just me just, just throwing up, just watching something on TV. And like the yeah. guys that cover the game, the guys they're not breaking it down. The color analysts, they can't. They can't break it down. They don't. They don't know what the hell going on back there in the secondary. <laughs> and even me, I can. I can look at it. And even me, it's an educated guess from my standpoint. Now, there's some things that I know exactly what it is, but yeah. it's so many different intricacies that go into coverage, that go into playing a game of football that yeah. people don't really understand. So I was fortunate enough to play a long time to where. I was in a position to where I had to teach the game to a lot yeah. of younger players or even teach the game to coaches sometimes because the right. game was changing so much. Um, so it kind of was one of, I got a bunch of younger brothers. I got, you know, four or five young brothers that all played um, football. So I was mm -hmm. always teaching them the game. So it came natural. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of things that I hear, well, something I hear a lot is that it's, it's more digestible, you know, what yeah. I hear from you. You know what I mean? So that, yeah. that, that's the thing that I wanted to be. Digest. I want it to be something that you can understand, and yeah. you know, if you just keep following along, you'll learn more and more and more. Mm -hmm. Now, that's the best feedback I get is when I'm on Twitter or something, and I'll post a play, and somebody will say, or something will happen, and somebody will be like, "Oh, that's a Jerry Rice pass," or "That's the <laughs> shot from the alumni section," or "This, yeah. you know, it's the speed." You know what I mean? Just things yeah. that I know they learn from me. So that's dope, man. And it's it's been um it's been fun, man. I enjoy it. It's no uh you know it's no filter you know it's nobody I have to answer to and say hey can I say this can I not say that yeah so it's real it's authentic I think uh people appreciate that too yep yep I love it man I just love it. that's why I like I think I posted on my Twitter page earlier today about the breakdown you did on the Cowboys shout out to my old employer by the way and when they played Arizona <laughs> Anthony Brown like they just they just didn't even even attempt to try to guard the Jet Sweep bro you told buddy to get out the end zone, like actually get to the play, like it's real because you can see his eyes was way one even closer where the play was supposed to, where the play was coming to him. And yeah, he just broke it down perfectly. And that and that's tough too, honestly. That's that's a tough line to tread because, um, being somebody who I know people and I've been reached out just crazy. I've been reached out to, you know, from players, from coaches, from front office people, like, hey man, you know, work with people. I'm a consultant as well, so I work with guys attached to the game. Nice, but it's a fine line because I know with my voice on my platform, essentially I can affect people's pockets. You know what I mean? I can say, "Hey, man, this dude right here, like, you know, he 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 trash. He a repeat offender. He a this and that." So mm -hmm. it's hard for me not to go, you know, not to just continually keep it real because I know, yeah. like, I was in the locker room with these dudes. I was this dude, so it's hard for me to yeah, be on the other side. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like my job now, but at the same time, it's like it's a tough line to tread. Um, but I, I try to do it, and, and, and honestly, sometimes I'll put things about guys, and they'll hit me up every Hey, man, you're right. That's exactly what, what we went over. That's exactly what coach told me. I got to do better with that. Hey, let's work in the offseason. Yeah. So um, when you're in the building, man, and as a football player, as an athlete, you're used to taking uh, constructive criticism. You're used to taking tough yeah. uh, you know, criticism. So, you know, we, we not soft. You got to have skin like an armadillo, man. So I put it out there. I, I, I try to make it raw, keep it raw. And um, keep it real, yeah. and hopefully, more importantly than anything, you know, you can learn from it. Absolutely, absolutely, man. This is Darius. Them, oh, them Cowboys thing, boy. 
Hey, bro, what, come down if, here in Dallas, if, bro. If, so I really wanted, if I really wanted a million followers by next month, I could just post a Cowboys clip every day on Twitter and Instagram. Boys, it's, all it's back crazy. this year, bro. They was terrible. It's year, crazy, man. man. <laughs> it's crazy, man. This is Darius it's Butler, nine-year NFL veteran. Um, if you have any questions for him, go and drop it in the comment section and make sure y'all follow the Crunch Time Instagram Live podcast on Spotify, YouTube, and also Apple Podcasts. So, so D, man, let's switch gears a little bit, man. You know, let's, let's, let's focus on, um, you know, these head coaches, man. More specifically, Eric Bieniemy. I'm back. Man, uh, like, knock my headphones out. Now, now you good. You good. You got me now. Yep, you good. Okay, cool. So we want to switch gears a little bit. Want to talk about, you know, some of these head coaching vacancies. More specifically, about Eric Bieniemy, man. The Eagles just hired a head coach. Uh, the uh, the Colts OC they uh, also yep, the Atlanta Nick, Falcons Nick yeah, yep uh, the, the Falcons hired the Tennessee Titans OC but for some reason Eric Bieniemy cannot get a job man so why do you think so bro I mean I did, I, I'm so I, matter of fact I just I'm, it might not even fully loaded up I just threw a video up talking about that because I got so tired of um uh, you know being upset and being you know um angry at and it's obviously been around the game for so long you see it happen year in and year out where guys mm -hmm. that are more than deserving for opportunities um don't get them mm -hmm. and um you know other like you, you spoke on nick sirianni and he's probably a great coach probably deserved opportunity but it's just that black guys don't get the same opportunity in the nfl and Why do you um, think so? i mean it's it's not a mystery it's the same the nfl is no different i mean it's a, it's a multi-billion dollar year corporation 30 or 32 owners are owned by all white men like, um, you know, so if you look at the other Fortune 500 company, you look at other major corporations, you know, pre-2020, you know, before, mm -hmm. you know, black black people came back out, um, you know, it wasn't it, the workforce may look a certain way, but the, the C-level and the decision makers in that group of people look different. It's very white. So mm -hmm. um, it's the same. Um, it's the same in the NFL. And um, I actually had a GM tell me out of his own mouth um Hey, there is more more times than not, honestly, man, it comes down to, uh, you know, every, everybody's qualified. Not everybody. Most of the guys that come in that room are qualified, but it comes down to who would that guy rather have a beer with? Who would, mm. the guy, who would that guy rather have, you know, over for dinner with his family? Who would he rather go golfing with? And that's mm. what happens. And then, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's not a mystery when people get on TV and say, oh, man, I don't understand that. So. I mean, it, it, it's life. It is what it is. And, that, yeah. and so when people go, if I go buy a company, I go buy a team for a billion dollars, nobody going to tell me who to hire. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, you can do what you like, want. Yeah, yeah. your opinion. You know, yeah, I mean, I'm going to hire who I want. I'm going to hire who I'm comfortable being the face of my organization and my franchise. Right. And the only difference with the NFL is, you know, you got TV stations, you got multiple million dollar platforms that are just dedicated to the sport. You got fans of the game. You got fans of the workforce. The workforce, yeah. the players have the biggest fans, the biggest platform. So it's like you land 70% black on the field. But then when I look, you know, coming into last year, it was two GM, two black GMs, you know, Chris yeah. Greer and um, Andrew Berry, yeah. uh, you know, a couple black head coaches. So, I mean, it's tough, but I mean, to be realistic, it's it's the life we live in this country. It's it's the it's you know it's what's going on a lot more places than just the NFL. Um, mm -hmm. But hopefully, there's a change, and I have some solutions. But you know, I don't know how realistic they are. So what? So what are those solutions? <laughs> I mean, these these people talk. Uh, these are businessmen. These are business people. So they yeah. talk. They talk dollars. That's in the national language. So 
Um, I think the only thing that's going to really push that, uh, move that needle is um, major sponsors start speaking mm. up and say, hey, man, you mm. know what? We feel this type of way about your hiring practices for the last, you know, 20 years, 25 years. Um, our contract is up in whatever year. And if we don't see some type of shift in that, you know, we're probably going to go in a different direction. And wow. I think that's when you'll really see some change. And then I, or, you, you know, you start, you start your own leagues, you know, it's 2021, you know, guys have um, access to capital guys and girls have access to capital. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the media, the power of the media and the, the power is kind of shifting a little bit from the major networks and the major corporations to more. Now it's more digital is you can do more things independently with the platform, with the following. So um, the opportunities are there to create your own league, create our own leagues, a more diverse league. And then you'll see, um, the decision makers, they're going to hire people that they're comfortable with. And then that kind of it trickles down. So you got owners, you got GMs, they typically hire the coaches. And then the coaches yeah. typically put their staff together and put people in the pipeline. So um, that's the only way I can see realistically that, that you know, really, really having the shift. Love it, love it, love it, man. So and in relation to that a little bit, man, you got Deshaun watching in his saga right now. How do you think that's going to play out? That's tough. That's tough for uh, Nick. Nick coming into a tough situation with the franchise quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously it's tough to find those guys. He's in his prime, just signed a deal. Um, but I mean, he, he he's damn near looked like he's trying to force his way out. Yeah. Uh, when it first when he first came out, I didn't see a realistic deal being put in place where he could leave. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't see teams either having enough to offer or Nick being willing to move a franchise quarterback in his, in his, uh, you know, in his first, second year of his contract. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if a, you can't have a guy that's, you know, that don't want to be there in the building, you just can't yeah. have that for a football team. And Nick knows that, especially coming from where he's coming from in new England, no one guy is bigger than the team. So, um, they're going to have to figure something out. Uh, <laughs> I, I think if I had to place a bet, I would bet that, um, you know, Deshaun Watson and, and Nick Casario, they figure it out and he stays in Houston. Okay, yeah, I think – hopefully he does, man, because I like him down there. He's about four hours away from us in Dallas, and I like him in Houston. But if, like you said, man, if Buddy ain't uh, – if he ain't happy, <laughs> you got to yeah. get up out of that, man. So let's – Man, let's, send, let's him, get... send him down to Miami, man. We'll take him. Oh, man, you don't like to him? Send him down to Miami, man. We'll take him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just leave it at that. Believe that, that, bro. Yeah. Speaking, speaking, speaking of Miami, man. Uh, Patrick Sutan, his father, played for the Dolphins a while back, man, for a long, long time, man. I know he's the top corner in the draft this year, man. So, you know, what do you think about him? You know, his, his, him as a prospect going coming to the league. How do you think he's going to transfer out? Because people are saying he's one of the best DBs to come out in quite some time. Yeah, um, you know, his pops, first of all, with his pops, man, I was a huge fan of his dad, you know, mm-hmm. Pat Sertain and Sam Madison back in the day. Yeah. Um, the Buckley played for them too, Terrell Dolph- Buckley? T. Buckley, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I was a big, big fan of those guys. So, um, now, you know, that let me know how old I am now that his son in the damn draft. Um, but he, he's at the top. He's, he, he's top tier, man. He's A1, should be the first corner off the board. Um, obviously, you know, coming from a great lineage, knowing how to play the position. Um, so much about that position. And then being going to Alabama, being coached by Saban and going against those receivers week in and week out, he's definitely going to come out and be, um, I think, the best corner in this draft. Um, not only is he physically gifted, but um, his technique is pretty sound and should only get better, um, you know, on the NFL level, especially, you know, with his pops being a longtime vet yeah. um, on that island. And then, uh, you know, having that great coaching behind him. 
Right, right, right. Love him, man. I think he's going to be great. People talk about him going to Dallas at nine. I don't know. We'll see what happens. See a lot they of people, need... yeah. Yeah, they, hopefully he'll go. Uh, he'll yeah, be lined yeah. up across from uh, from Diggs, Stephon Diggs' his brother, Trayvon. So we'll see what happens with that. But that would be, yeah, nice, you know, be a nice little combo. It would be. That'd be a nice, nice little combo, combo, I think. Yeah, for the future. Yeah, it would. Sure. It would be. So uh, if y'all have any questions for uh, Darius, go and drop in the comment section. We've got about five more minutes left. So Darius, like, yeah, I saw, go the, I saw the comments stop moving. What happened? Yeah, I know it was weird, bro. It's weird, man. I don't know. It's just, I don't know, Instagram tripping, bro. We're going to go with some rapid fire stuff, man. Quick, before, here we go, man. Um, who was the best DB this season, in your opinion? Oh, Xavier Howard. Xavier mm -hmm. Howard, man. We had him on the show. Uh, man, Antoine Bethay had him on. He was one of our recent guests. Uh, but Xavier Howard, 10 picks, something that hasn't been done in the NFL in 13 years. Got to go X Howard. Absolutely. Definitely agree with that. Who do you think was the best secondary this season? Ooh, best secondary. Um, the Rams. The Rams mm, are very like good. It. Um, yeah, I like. I'm a. I'm a. I'm gonna go to Rams. Okay, I'm going to Rams. Okay. Okay. Who's the best receiver you went up against? Ooh. I part, I gotta go. A B man. Ooh, AB, okay. Prime, Why is that? Prime, prime Antonio Brown man. It was. Ooh, I mean, <laughs> just at the time that I played against him in his career. Yeah. Um, being there with what they brought as an offense, that old line that they had, Big Ben, they had Le'Veon Bell in the backfield. Um, you know, A.B. was right right in the center of it all. So, uh, I would say A.B., he just – he never stopped moving all full speed ahead for 60 minutes, never stopped moving within the down, can affect the defense and beat the defense at all three levels. You know, you can throw him the screen, line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. He can move the sticks in immediately, and he can run by you um, and split the defense. So, I'll say um, A.B., Cool, cool. We got a question from Trill Kwame. He says, what's some tips on being a slot corner? Oh, communication. I would say communication is uh, one of the most important things. Um, knowing <clears throat> exactly where your help is, if you have mm -hmm. help, if you don't. Um, helping guys get lined up, uh, the cornerbacks, the safeties, the linebackers. I feel like your slot defender, your nickelback uh, should be the smartest guy on your defense. Absolutely. So um, communication is, you know, is, is major. Learning And learning how to communicate. Obviously, knowing the defense and knowing what the hell you're talking about, you can't just be out there talking. <laughs> right, right. You got it. I mean, first of all, DB, to me, is the hardest position in football next to quarterback because y'all already oh, yeah, at a sure. disadvantage because all the rules are, play, are geared towards offense. And if y'all even in the right position, y'all just make one step or y'all interfere just a little bit, the flag coming out and y'all penalized could be 15 to even like 60 yards down the field, man. Yeah, and the, court, the quarterbacks can barely get hit. The receivers, you got to wait till they catch it, tuck it, line you up, <laughs> and then you can hit them. So, yeah, it's crazy, man. So, we got got a few minutes left, man. Um, So, a friend of mine asked me, you know, uh, old friend of Brian, he asked, you know, what's – What's the what's the what's the future at the quarterback position for the Indianapolis Colts, a team you're very familiar with? Oh, that, that's a that's a that's a million dollar question right now, man. Mm -hmm. Big hole in the field with uh Phillip Rivers retiring. Um, you know, I, I was thinking I was on it, I was on the Carson Wentz bandwagon for for a while, about about eight weeks until Peterson got fired. Mm. Um, so now once he got fired, I think he'll end up staying in Philly. Um, so I mean, either they try to make a move for Stafford. Free agency or trade. I mean, I'm sorry, a trade or they they uh, address it in the draft, which mm -hmm. they also got to address that left tackle position. Um, or you go to one of the guys in house, whether it's Jacoby, you sign him, or you go with uh, Jacob Easton, who's the fourth round pick from uh, from last year. Mm -hmm. um, 
I like Easton coming out of uh, because he went to Georgia first, then he went to uh, Washington. I like him coming out. Yeah, when he first went, came out. Yeah, he went to UW. I mean, without I mean, I would I would go probably go with Brissett right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If 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 that was the decision, and then try to you know try to hit in the draft again. But um, that team, you you gotta find. Uh, and if, obviously, if you get a guy like Stafford in the building, I would I would take that. I would take him. I like Stafford, anything. bro. Uh, if you get Stafford in the building, I think you got another three, four years left in him. That defense is built for a playoff run. Obviously, you got John, Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, Hines, possibly Mack if you can resign him. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, Stafford would be the game break you need to make a run. Um, but uh, outside of that, you go with Brissett and try to find one for the future. Love it, love it. All right, man, last question, man. Who you got winning this weekend and who you got winning the Super Bowl, bro? Oh, man, I can't give you my picks yet, man. <laughs> I can't give you my picks yet. I tell you, the pick, people pay money for the picks. Oh, yeah, baby. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 but uh, I'll tell you where I'm leaning, money. though. I'll tell you where I'm leaning, though. I'm leaning, I'm leaning with the pack. I'm leaning with Go, go Pack Go on the mm-hmm. NFC side. And then um, Bills Mafia on the, on the, on the uh, AFC side. And, That'd be um, their first Super Bowl since 93? Oh, no, nah, they ain't going to win the ball. I don't think. Well, I'm talking about going. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I think they get there, and uh, I think the Packers end up winning it, though. Like Darius, man. Thanks, bro. I know you got a, I know you got another uh, plug or another show you got doing a little bit, bro. So, man, so thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule, man. You know, you were dope. Love your work, man. Keep doing your thing, bro, and I appreciate you, man. We'll talk soon, all right? I appreciate you. Hey, I appreciate yeah. you, too, bro. No problem, man. Yeah. I'll let you. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right, that was Darius Butler, nine-year NFL veteran, uh, played for the New England Patriots, Indianapolis Colts, and also with the Carolina Panthers. Man, that was definitely a dope interview, man. If y'all did like that interview, go and drop a thumbs up or drop a comment right there in the comment section, man. So um, I didn't get a chance to give my pick. So for this weekend, I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. Well, I did say it earlier. The Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs. I want to see Aaron Rodgers. I want to see Pat Mahomes go up against each other. I want to see Andy Reid go, go up against – his former team, uh, the uh, Green Bay Packers. I just want to see that um, in this year's Super Bowl, man. So I think that'll be dope, man. And I think I want to say who's going to win. I'm going to go back-to-back. Kansas City going to win two in a row, bro. They're going to win two Super Bowls in a row. So shout-out to Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes, man. Also shout-out to everybody in Kansas City, man. So um, if y'all have any more questions for me, go and drop it in the comment section about, you know, about the league or whatever. And all that good stuff, man. So if y'all haven't done so already, make sure y'all follow the Crunch Time Instagram Live podcast on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, it's been dope so far. Like I said, this is season two, episode three. We've covered a lot of different things from different ends of the spectrum to start this year off, man. I hope all is well with y'all, man. So uh, uh, WW Sports Live, uh, the um, the uh, man-to-man pod is available. They actually have a Twitter account. You can follow that. And uh, I believe they have an Instagram account, too, as well. So, it, by the way, if y'all haven't checked that out, him and Antoine Bethea, shout out to Antoine Bethea, who was actually a previous guest on this show uh, last season. He actually hooked me and Darius up to make this show come together. So, shout out to Antoine Bethea, man. And, um, you know, he's he's definitely dope, man. Former player, shout out to him being also an HBCU player as well. Kwame, no, I did not play ball. I played all the way through high school. And then I was a professional 7-on-7 player from – college all the way up until maybe about 2015 2016 man so once i got to college bro i realized them dudes didn't have uh life in college and i wanted a life in college and um you know so i was just good with playing flag seven on seven just run my routes catch a couple touchdowns and play a little linebacker drop into my 
to my zone and do my thing, man. So that's that's pretty much, man, how I went with playing ball, man. So shout out to those who even, you know, made it past high school, played in college, played pro, and did y'all thing, man. So, um, Bull, what's up, bro? Yeah, you're 100% right. Last time, uh, back-to-back Super Bowl champions, well, Super Bowl winners were the New England in 03 and 04. And, you know, with Tom Brady uh, playing in his 10th championship game this weekend going up to New England, I mean, I'm sorry, going up to Green Bay, I think that's going to be really dope, obviously. Uh, Joe Buck and uh, Troy Aikman will be on the call with Tom Rinaldi, who's now with Fox Sports. Uh, I think that's going to be dope, man, just to have that crew and also with um, Aaron Andrews as well. So that's a dope crew Fox has going. And, you know, I'm excited about uh, what that's going to bring. So if y'all don't have any more questions for me in terms of uh, what to expect this weekend, I'm going to end the show. Hope y'all have a great night. Again, make sure y'all check out the Crunch Time Instagram live podcast on Apple Spotify, YouTube. I'm your host, Benjamin Bullock. If y'all have any suggestions on how I can make the show better, please drop it in the comment section. Be sure to, you know, DM me, do whatever the case is, and um, you know what I mean? Hey, chill out, Calvin. I ain't got no fresh cut, man. That's why I had to cover it up today, bro. <laughs> I ain't have no shave. I had time today, bro. It's been a rough day, bro. I had a lot going on, man. So make sure y'all check me out, man. Make sure y'all follow me on Instagram, Twitter, do whatever the case is, man. Y'all have a great weekend, and I'll highlight y'all. Yup.